Ravindra, it was a drag down. Bowls again here. That's better, but Stokes equal to it. Two sixes in a row. Strikes it. Now he's got under it. Is it drifting towards the post? I mean, they're not stiff, but they're not soft. Uh, good afternoon to you all. It has just gone three and you've just joined the run home. Thanks to Mick Delivery. Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. And of course, as you have become accustomed to this week, the first part of the run home is just beef. There's no beef and cursed. Cursed is just stretching, limbering up there in Paris. And we've found out that she actually listens to us before she gets primed uh, to come on air. So we can say anything we want about her. Um, it'll get back to us. So uh, feel free to text in any abuse, um, and I will be sure to read it. But no, <laughs> good afternoon to wherever you are in this wonderful country or across the world li- listening on our app. And, uh, well, goes without saying, the All Blacks were announced overnight. And uh, interesting old team there, Brad. They are... Uh, it looks like they gave a few guys a crack who might not get too many cracks in this World Cup and, and probably won't be there when the when the big games are on. And yet then there's some that they've actually rolled out who I guess I would have thought might have sat in cotton wool. And I'm, and I'm looking at Samuel Whitelock, uh, Artie Savias of the world, um, who they are putting out there again, Bowden Barrett. Um, so interesting old team, a real mixture of the boys who you thought would probably get a crack against... Uh, the, the lesser lights, and then some of the big guns who you thought, geez, we can't afford to lose. Do you know what this team does tell me, though, Beef, is that uh, you add Sam Kane, Tyrell Lomax, and Geordie Barrett to that team that played France, and that, I mean, this kind of alludes to the fact that that is the team that Ian Foster sees us going through in the knockout stages, looking at the players that he's brought in. You can see, obviously, working on combinations with Sam and Brody, who I don't think have you know, played much together in the last sort of six or seven weeks, uh, Beef. Um, Jacobs would get another chance. But, but yeah, I, I think they're reasonably settled on their 15, despite the fact they've obviously lost their last two test matches. But, uh, yeah, um, who, who for you has the opportunity here? Would it be a Cam Royguard has the opportunity here to, like, w- what a lot of people think is cement his spot as the second-best halfback uh, in the squad? Yeah, of course he does. Uh, I don't think there's any – there's no shying away from it. He's, he's, he's two from two as far as great performances off the bench so far in his all-black career. And I guess this is just another opportunity for him to – 
further stake his claim. I would imagine he will have a field day um, against a uh, uh, Namibian team that is really going to be, I guess, well out of their depth. So, so on that, like, like for people that may have not watched a lot of Hurricanes game this year, what can we expect, like sort of play from a guy like Cam Rugard? Oh, I mean, I think as soon as the All Blacks get some front foot ball, he'll be uh, poking his nose around those fringes and having a look. He's uh, he's been highly successful this year. He's a runner. He'll look he'll look first, maybe past second at times, which isn't always what you want. But um, I think in this sort of game, it's going to open up big time for him. And I'm sure he's got instructions from the All Blacks coaches to pass first, run second. But uh, their natural instincts will take over. And I'd imagine you'll see uh, you'll see him have a fair old crack there at times. And, and if McKenzie outside him, it's this pretty exciting backline when you look mm. at it. Um, Lester Finanuku gets a, another crack. Caleb Clark gets a, gets a crack. And then Havili and Leonard Brown is your midfield. Um, and I, I guess it's, those are two absolutely quality footballers. It would be a massive U-turn for the all-black coaches to go anywhere near that as a midfield against... Uh, the quarterfinal opponents, but I guess you just never know. Uh, Nepo Lalala, they're putting out there again as well. So, considering how many props they've got up there, it's an interesting one as well. It's a good um, forward pack. It's a very good forward pack. Like, I look at that pack, and, you know, Dalton seven, Jacobson six. A lot of people love, love the fact that Jacobson's getting a run. Uh, Artie obviously skippering the, the, our greatest ever locking combination. Um, Samasoni Takiyahu, who, what, 12 months ago was considered our best hooking option. So I reckon that that pack is uh, is on point. It's a very, very strong forward pack. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there's been a fair bit of negativity over the last six, uh, six days, but I can't imagine we were ever going to put out a poor team. Um, <laughs> there's not too many poor all-black teams, I would have thought. So, no, I mean, it's it's a good-looking team. And uh, I guess it does say a little bit that a, a few of the boys who have, if they haven't got a start yet might potentially not get a start in this whole World Cup. So mm. I thought Tupo Vite might have got a start, although he did play six the other night. I thought they might have chucked him out at locked, but uh, I guess... The rationale will be Brody needs game time now, and uh, and Whitelock they just want to keep keep humming along. Maybe they've decided that for for his body, it's best just to keep rolling through. So interesting, and and I guess there's an opportunity for Luke Jacobson. Um, no one knows about this Frizzell injury. It seems to be one of the great secrets of uh, this campaign, just uh, how potentially bad or serious it could be. So the number six jersey is well and truly up for grabs. Obviously, Tupo Vai played against France. Wasn't an overwhelming success, that one. So I would say mm. that, that that jersey is still in, well and truly on the table for uh, for someone to take. And considering Luke Jacobson was the next and only six that picked in the squad and he probably felt hard done by in the first place, I'd say he's... Uh, He's probably got a point to prove. Before I get to some comments from a Wallabies legend, just for me, Beaven, your thoughts on this. Uh, I think Dane Coles is going to have a storming 40 minutes off the bench. I have a feeling he is ready to unleash on this tournament. Dane Coles? Yes. Yeah, no, well, oh, I, I, I've said it along. I think he'll be a part of the uh, the big the big games, 23. Um, and uh, again, someone who they probably thinks uh, just as long as they can get his body right for that business end, uh, he'll, be, he'll be a part of it. So... 
So what are you suggesting? Maybe a last try scorer? Oh, look, look, potentially. Oh, so I, I, look, Samasoni played, what, 30 minutes the other the other night. I think you'll, you'll see Dane Coles at least get get a run from, you know, that old two minutes into the second half type of substitution <laughs> at the first stoppage. But, yeah, I reckon we might get a sneaky little try scorer out of Dane Coles, any time try scoring option. Hey, uh, Beave, David Campese, uh, Wallabies yes. legend. Uh, look, he was very complimentary of the All Blacks' first 15. But he said they do not have the the depth on the bench to match it with France, the box, and Ireland. Uh, so just, I mean, that's been a general theme around a lot of people's thoughts, specifically in that game against France, where the French bench uh, put us to naught uh, in that second half. So that those are David Campese's thoughts. I know that he's somewhat controversial. He did say the All Blacks will be a very good team for 65 minutes, but he just feels they will lack. The, in the big games, when it comes to bench strength, that's where they're going to lack. Yeah, I mean, Campo doesn't miss a headline. Um, so you've got to take a little bit what he says with a grain of salt, but then you've also got to realise he's uh, he is a legend, so you've got, to, you've got to listen to him in the first place. That's why he gets his headlines. But in reality, uh, you'd like to think come quarterfinal time, we're going to be pretty close to full strength. Therefore, you're going to have a, someone like a Scott Barrett coming off the bench. You are going to have probably a, a Dalton Papali'i with him. You will have... Uh, a Dane Coles or a Samson Takiaho coming off the bench. Um, you're going to have probably a Nepolalala back to the bench when uh, when uh, Lomax is back, fully fit. And then I think we got it wrong back sub back wise Agreed. And against the French. So you might have a Roy Guard, you might have a McKenzie, and you I might find have a, a, yeah. a Fine Nooker or Leonard Brown or, or someone like that. So for me. Uh, no, not too many sleepless nights there if that's your bench and it's easy to say I mean people go on about the bench oh the bench this the bench that if the, if the job hasn't been done by the starters it's very hard for the bench to do much so if, you, if you're bringing on the bench with 65 gone and, and you're down by 6 or 7 against the French at a sold out start to France you're in trouble uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's you cannot put the game on the bench. I mean, yep, the bench can come on and, and make an impact, but you can't you can't put results on the bench. So, I mean, and, and then obviously people could say, oh, what about the Springbok game two two weeks earlier? Of course, even more so. You, you cannot you can't. The benches are important, but they're not they're not game changing on most in most test matches. So, um, you know, Cambo's obviously found something there, but he, but he likes the look of look. Don't talk to me about Ireland's depth. I mean, we all know that if Johnny Sexton's gone, the entire squad's gone. So um, that probably loses a little bit of its uh, impact, those those comments. But no, I mean, if, I think the All Blacks just got the bench wrong. And uh, once they get their selections right, and, I, and maybe that's the best thing to come out of that French game, it highlighted a few issues that they might have picked the wrong people to come off the bench, then I think our bench will be as good as any because... I mean, we just highlighted the seven names, right? Names that we'd chuck on there, or, or I certainly would put out there on your bench. That's not bad. And there's always a black adder to throw into the mix as well, yeah, Beef, and, and the, Im- the impact that he could have. Uh, all right. Yeah, he, uh, might be a, he might be a handy, uh, handy benchman, to be fair. Beef, I'm not 100% sure if you've ever had a calf injury in your life, but there's, um, there's a bit of debate around whether or not Sean Johnson has a torn calf or a strained calf. Uh, so, so Dr. Beef, uh, is, what's, yes. what's the difference? And can you play um, through 80 minutes with either or? So I never had one until I was about 32, 33, and then I seem to have one every other week. <laughs> um, so 
<laughs> there's no doubt, there's no doubt that you ask anyone, and certainly the, the rugby code, it's an old man's injury. Right. And and that's no disrespect to uh, Sean Johnson, but I presume that Sean Johnson's probably never done a calf either up until post-30. And and most most footy players are the same. They don't they don't do calves until they get over the over the thirty uh, point. Uh, if it's a tear, you're not playing. Right. If it's a strain, then you're you're an outside chance. But if it's a tear, no. Yeah. So on um, NRL three sixty last night, they're talking about you know it's it's of, he won't be able to play if it's a calf tear. But if it's a calf strain, he could go anywhere from three minutes to seventy nine minutes. You know, yes. like it's that sort of injury where you might be fine, or two minutes into the game, you're done. 100%. And, I mean, once natural instincts take over, you can nurse it through the week, but once you're out there and you see that half gap and Sean's got the ball in his hand, then all of a sudden he thinks, there's a gap for me, and then he'll just forget that he's uh, he's nursing an injury, then that's going to be the real test. But, no, uh, tears versus strains, if it's a tear, I would suggest he is absolutely not a chance. Yeah, so uh, not training today, but uh, as uh, Morgs told us on the show yesterday, told Beef and Chris yesterday, uh, better than 50% chance and will run the captain's run tomorrow. Beef, before we get to the Macca's menu and headlines, or you get to Macca's menu and headlines, uh, counties. Yes. Ruining Canterbury storm. But terrible storm week for the Cantabs, which a lot of people won't be that <laughs> unhappy about. Uh, but uh, what a great sideline conversion from their uh, wing, I think the centre. Uh, a tremendous kick. Uh, I think Tony Johnson called it the biggest goal kick of his young life. Uh, a try uh, with time up on the clock. The counties and Monaco Steelers beating the Cantabs by two points thanks to a sideline conversion. I, I watched the game last night. Uh, Bebo, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good game of NPC footy, wasn't it? And and, and I, was, I sort of was scratching my mind. I wouldn't have thought counties have beaten Canterbury since I was probably a kid watching Jonah and Jolly run around uh-huh. there on Pookie Stadium on a Sunday afternoon. I, I can't for the life of me think of any other time in, in the last sort of two decades that uh, that would have happened. Uh, phenomenal performance. And again, just shows you the merit of this NPC that when you're sitting down on your couch, A, it's good footy, but B, you don't know who's going to win. And uh, and that's that's the beauty of it. And don't get me started on if they're going to put it on the scrap heap. But uh, I certainly think results like last night, quality like you you just mentioned, Brad, and you can take or leave a, a domestic game of footy that doesn't involve Auckland, I'd imagine. Um, <laughs> you know, to see that is, is, is bloody good. So, no, the, the NPC keeps delivering the upsets this year. Here's what's coming up. On our Macca's menu, get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Well, jeez, the boys, they've gone straight to the top. NRL CEO, Andrew Abdor, on the show after four. I don't think we've had a higher profile uh, administrator, um, probably outside our very own Robbo from down the... uh, from down the corridors here at SCNZ, but I mean, Robbo can't ignore us because um, he's literally down the corridor. So, getting Andrew Abdo, wonderful stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll find out if State of Origin is coming to New Zealand or if, in fact, they're just giving us lip service like the thanks to the Warriors over the COVID times. Uh, Brendan Laney, just after 4.30 as we dive deep into Rugby World Cup, of course, Chainsaw Laney, a Scottish great, and then we'll be wanting to know if they can turn it around to make that pool of death just a little bit more spicy after five former Warriors star Brent Tate who played the last time a finals game was held in Auckland 
Uh, I was there, I think, Brad. Raiders. I think it was the Raiders, if my memory serves me right. The Roosters game when Ruben Wicke smashed um, Soriola. I think the Raiders might have been the year before, but yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, of course, we've got Rando. Uh, random in our stats guy between five and six, giving you all your little snippets. And can you imagine, Rando with only two games to zero in on, it will be something special. But I, I don't know if you guys have been following Rando with his socials. He had some wonderful, uh, wonderful World Cup stats too. He was he got he dived into the rugby union there as well, Rando. So I'll have to get into him about that. Kirsty beams in from Toulouse today, of course. She's she's made the trip down to Toulouse just before the All Blacks' second game of this World Cup. Toulouse is an absolute jewel in the crown of European rugby. And I'll tell you what, it's a surprisingly great city. Our NPC tipping comp continues. Uh, Curse has a lead of 4-2. Warriors fans, stay tuned just after 5. You have the chance to go in the draw to win yourself. I repeat... This is not a lie. This is not a hoax. Nowhere else in the world can you win yourself a double pass to Saturday night's game. It's a sellout after 30 minutes, remember. But we've got a double pass for you to win. So stay tuned for that. TAB betting update with yours truly. And a Rugby World Cup update as we go inside the All Blacks camp. Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Now it's time for some sporting headlines. The Run Home's Sporting Headlines. Here's what's making news today. Veteran lock Sam Whitelock will equal the record for most all-black caps when his team take on Namibia in Rugby World Cup pool play at Toulouse. The second row has been named in tandem with old mate Brodie Retellick to extend their world record combination of 66 tests as coach Ian Foster named a largely second-string team to start against the 21st-ranked African side. Predictably, Captain Sam Kane, Prop Terrell Lomax, flanker Shannon Frizzell and midfielder Geordie Barrett have all been given more time to recover from various injuries with New Zealand's next pull outing against Italy in two weeks. Lister in to Stokes, who should be out here. This has gone high, high, high up in the air. Well, he won't be out because it's gone even further than I thought, and it's six. And I'll tell you what that is. That is the highest individual score by an English man in one-day international cricket. Ben Stokes has returned to haunt his country of birth again, smashing 182 runs off 124 balls to guide England to 181 Run one day thrashing of the Black Caps at the Oval. The all rounder came to the wicket with his stride side struggling at 13 for 2 in the third over before combining in a 199 run third wicket partnership with David Milan, who made 96. England were bowled out for 368 in the 49th over and then rolled through a limp New Zealand side who were dismissed for 187 with Glenn Phillips making 72. In a record-setting first, six Kiwi athletes have qualified for the Diamond League final in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. Tom Walsh, Hamish Kerr, George Bemish, Sam Tanner, Zoe Hobbs and Tori Peters will all look to end their respective seasons on a high as they compete for 50,000 US via points gained throughout the season. 131 cap football fern 
Anna Lee Longo has signed a one-year deal with the Wellington Phoenix for the upcoming season. And the Giz, Shane Van Gisbergen is on the move in 2024. The three-time Supercar Series champion is heading to NASCAR to race with Team Trackhouse, who he won with on his debut on the streets of Chicago earlier this year. And that is your sporting headlines. And well, I tell you what, I tuned in and watched a bit of cricket early doors there last night, team, and I was a little bit excited as we started out and I tell you what, don't tell me the 50 over game is dead. It looked like a full house from the moment the coin toss uh, up there in England. So, why wouldn't you get along to watch two of the, I guess, the big teams going into this World Cup? Although the boys let them let the Poms get their confidence up and just uh, there's no point showing all our cards now, is there, Brad? We've got an opener with them in a bit of, about a month's time. Yeah, we lost by the amount of runs that Ben Stokes scored pretty much. He scores 182, <laughs> we lose by 181. So get him out for minus one and we would have been all good. Absolutely. And uh, looking at that athletics, isn't it brilliant? The old Diamond League. Obviously, it's uh, been a long-standing, long-standing pinnacle of the athletics world. And I can't remember us ever having so many people involved in it. We're going good. Plenty of pole vaulters as well. Like uh, Olympics looking good for Paris, Beef. Look, Olympics looking good for Paris. Absolutely. Well, hey, give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses, adjustable bases, adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet in comfort. Text double eight double three, or give us a call even better. 0800 150 811. Your text topic today, your Rugby World Cup top four after round one. Don't worry about this ridiculous draw that they've got at the moment. Tell us, who are the top four teams after round one, Texas, look forward to hearing about it at all. Time for a break.